Alex Magleby here, CEO and co-founder of the New England Free Jacks, and you're watching the Jacks Rangers show. Huzzah, friends. Let's ride. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am joined with Alex and John from the MLR betting podcast. How the hell are you boys? Oh, good. Thanks for having us on, Phil. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah. Uh, excited to have you guys on here. I love the hat, John. Uh, I don't know. If, I think some of our listeners know this, that I'm like kind of a secret supporter of the uh, Houston team. Uh, I got a lot of family in the Houston area, Pasadena specifically. So oh, love nice. to see the hat there. Uh, where are both of y'all from? Yeah, so I'm I'm actually from the uh, Northern Virginia area. Okay. Um, which I go back and forth a lot. And um, actually in the process of, going to be moving back there shortly but uh, i've lived in in houston for around like seven years now so yeah okay. consider myself a part-time houstonian love that love that uh alex uh, alex what about you i'm from a slightly further afield you can probably <laughs> tell by the the uh slightly rogue accent but i'm from yeah. um, from just outside of london uh england so um, i'm yeah, a fan from afar of the mlr and have been for a while now so um, but yeah, slightly further afield than, than you guys. For sure. And we were just talking off camera how you're a Brighton supporter for English football, soccer, and uh, I'm a Manchester United supporter. So they're playing right now and it's not looking too good for the Red Devils, unfortunately. But let's talk about y'all's origin story with rugby. I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I mean, as a as a Brit, I think you, you pick up rugby quite early on. It's, it's obviously alongside football. It's one of the most popular sports. So yeah, I've been playing for uh, since I was four or five down a local rugby club. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm from an area just outside of London where there's more rugby clubs than pubs. Wow. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, there are they're everywhere, and I played at school, rugby club, university, um, and I hung the boots up at about 28, probably about four years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm retired. I played tuck rugby as and when, but now I'm just a I'm a bit of a rugby norse, and I watch way too much rugby. Mm -hmm. And um, my wife tells me too often that I watch too much rugby, but um, yeah, it's it's I can't get enough of it to be honest with you. Very good, John. What about you? Yeah, so I was I was fortunate enough to uh, I went to one of like at least when I was in high school, it was only like twenty or thirty so high schools that were like legit at rugby, and my high school had a legit rugby program, and I was part of the first fifteen and whatnot. Um, it's called Gregory the Great Academy. We played like Gonzaga and St. Joe's Prep and schools like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We would have made it to nationals every year if it weren't for Gonzaga. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, still always salty about that. But um, yeah, no, I was just, so I honestly yeah picked up played a little bit in college too, but just picked up a lot of injuries along the way. And um, mm -hmm. it's funny, I kind of like I don't think I appreciated a lot of like the X's and O's and finer points of rugby when I was just in the fray playing and. Just having, you know, having the time of my life, which I, listening to some of your stuff, it sounds like you played in college too. So you, you kind of get it. Um, yep, for sure. And I just, I started watching more rugby. Um, my dad, my dad's family are all from Wales. My last, yeah, like, so it's, it's one of those okay. things where I kind of would support Wales during the Six Nations. So sure, uh, yeah. I just started watching a lot and have kind of, the bug hasn't left. I love that, man. Yeah, I found it prior to college, which is, you know, for people in my generation, I think it's like they mostly find it in college. So I was a bit lucky. I just found it on the Internet and started playing with like all of my buddies prior to college. 
So it's an interesting experience for me. But uh, I wanted to ask Alex really quickly. You know, we're talking about we were talking about a moment ago about uh, like football, soccer. Um, yeah. Why is rugby? Because it seems like obviously England created the sport of rugby. Why is it more? Why isn't it more successful? I mean, it's it, like obviously football, soccer is way way at the top, and yeah. rugby is like a far second or third. What, why haven't they bridged that gap? I think I think part of the reason is, and, and this is going, it goes back at, at quite far to be honest, is that generally, um, and, and there are attempts to try and close the gap, but generally, uh, rugby, especially schools, is, is played a lot more on the private school side, and in the in the kind of public schools and, and secondary schools, generally, it's football is it, it just dominates. Yeah. Um, and so there's just there are a lot, especially across different areas of the country. Generally, it's quite stereotypical. But north, further north, it's rugby league, and further south is rugby union. It's, it's right. pretty split. And if you yeah. look at the clubs, there's only a couple of Premiership clubs from up north, and most of them are from down south. Mm-hmm. So that divide as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it it is football is in a whole another league, especially from a financial perspective. Exactly. And the money yeah. brings from the TV, the sponsorship deals. It's just it's just not it's just not comparable a story broke today and thankfully it's been sorted out but another third premiership club is in trouble from a financial perspective so just not enough money in the game not enough bums on seats and stadiums at the moment um, which is a shame um it is it's a bit of a um yeah trying to fix things but it's been a challenge but yeah it's, it's definitely not in the same league as football which is a shame but um yeah there's obviously still a lot of quality there it's just not in the same level as yeah, the reason I asked that question, I was just thinking about Worcester and, and Wasp is my team yeah. that I support there in England. You know, they're they're on financial hard times right now. But you look at the premiership of uh, soccer, football there in England, they're just, you know, they're flooded with cash. The sponsorships, the yeah. owners that are involved, the transfers that take place, the salaries that these guys make, it's just a whole different universe than rugby. But yet, you know, it's, it's you know, it's very, very strange. And it's very, very, it's kind of sad to a certain extent, like if you compare the two there in England, but uh, it, it kind of is what it is. I wanted to talk next about how the podcast, specifically MLR betting podcast, how did that come about, Alex? So I think it was was well, last season. John and I have been kind of speaking for quite a while um, about. Um, I kind of discovered the MLR probably about two ish years ago, okay, um, and kind of just started following it. League, some players that I, I knew, that especially kind of Brits, had gone over there. Ben Foden's, um, etc. So a couple of Brits that kind of made a move, and I just started picking up league. Uh, and I started speaking to John on Twitter, and, and we kind of, kind of rolled on from there. And, and, and last season, towards the end of the season, uh, there, there, right now, as as far as John and I are aware of, there's there's not there's no other betting podcast from an MLR perspective, as in solely solely focus on MLR. So we just thought there's there's no one doing it. Like it's, it's so easy nowadays just to start a podcast and grab a mic, grab some headphones, and you're good to go. So Absolutely. we started doing it for fun, and, and we're in our second season now. And um, yeah, it's kind of rolled rolled from there. I love it, man. I, I tell you, I'm really excited for you guys. There is this uh, untapped market of 
betting podcast specifically for MLR. I think you guys are standing alone. I know, you know, the OG, one of the godfathers of MLR podcasts is Rugby Pick'em, which in the name you would think it's, oh, it's a betting podcast, but they do so much more than just betting and, and talking about who's going to win a game and stuff like that. So you guys are really blazing a trail as far as I'm concerned. There is an article that I recently saw that uh, last month, 51, or excuse me, 31 states, not 51, 31, have legalized sports betting now here in the good old us of a more states are in the process of legalizing it as well so there's this huge market it's untapped as you're uh you know kind of describing here john do you have a preferred online gambling app here in the united states uh that you would recommend for people to use yeah so it sometimes it, it can be limiting um especially just with you know where it's where betting is regulated and then also who's providing it so especially mm-hmm. when i'm back when I when I'm back home in um, Virginia, it really depends on a state by state. But I've had success with DraftKings and FanDuel. I think those are like kind of the, the main yep. two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy I've talked to in um, Colorado who uses like some of the there's this like sports book called Circa that he uses and stuff. But like um, I think it's it's really a state by state. And I've I've seen some people on the MLR um, Reddit thread say that like some guys in Chicago that I was talking to were saying that. DraftKings in Illinois has been offering it too. Okay. So it's really a state by state thing. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things if, if you're into, if you're into betting at all, just, and you're in, you're in a state with operators, then just reach out to your, your, the sportsbook and just say, Hey, you know, we want, can you guys drop these lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I think it's, it's going to come people, if, if people don't have it in their area, you know, you closed mouths don't get fed. So just uh, right. reach out and ask for it, you know? I agree a thousand percent. You know, I'm a DraftKings user because I'm in the state of New Hampshire, the great state of New Hampshire, who's had sports betting for like, I want to say like four years now. Like we were pretty early on in that whole movement. And uh, up until I want to say this season, it it was not offered for DraftKings, but now it is. I'm looking at it right now, as a matter of fact. I'm looking at the game lines for this weekend. Uh, There's also the money line slash three-way, I guess, like a parlay type situation that you can do on there as well. I'm a big uh, Team Futures guy, so I will place like a $5 bet on my favorite team winning a championship, like the Celtics, Bruins, Patriots, all that stuff. That's really how I enjoy sports gambling. I'll I'll put like a $5 bet on Manchester United to win the Premiership, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen this year, but you know, I'm going to lose that $5 dollars but uh that's how i approach gambling i'm not really a big spread you know pick type of thing guy yeah. but um i wanted to ask you guys like for your perspective and how you've been approaching this what team has really paid out in winning bets this season i think there's probably there's one team that stands out i wonder whether john will say the same one as me and actually i think john on our podcast last week pulled out a, a stat it's actually john you, you you answer the question because you had the other the other stats guy okay. yeah so this season the Dallas Jackals are eight and two against the spread. No kidding. How about yeah. that? Huh? Yeah. Wow. So what I've never guessed. If if you had just blindly backed the Jackals to cover each week, uh, you'd be on a yacht somewhere. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and we we were in a couple spots um, mm-hmm. for sure. Like we we liked we liked what we saw, but I mean, it makes sense, you know. Like the they had an awful season last year, and that's right can't blame the bookies for thinking they sucked again you know yeah for sure i agree a thousand percent only our um our guy um 
David Lawrence from the Scrum of the Earth podcast was predicting them to do pretty well. And again, not a results type of situation, but against the spread, they've done pretty well, as you're saying here. So I wanted to ask really quickly, looking ahead at week 12, which is coming up this weekend in MLR, the Jacks are on a bye week. But what are y'all stone cold locks of the century of the week? You guys got any picks for us that you want to share with the, the Rangers out there? Joe and I haven't discussed this yet, so I'm interested to see whether whether I'm aligned with with his. But um, the one that so so each week and and, and generally how uh, the, what I look at is is the spreads spreads. Mm-hmm. So it's the handicap uh, unless it's it's quite close or if I think there's value on taking an underdog to win at a bigger price. Generally, I look at spreads um, or points. And so I, I, the MLRs is an interesting one with points. You. You have games last week where it was it's eight nil, uh, but sometimes you have games where it's fifty thirty five. So right. a big old spread. But um, this week, looking at the handicaps, um, the one for I like is, is Chicago. So they are um, fourteen and a half point underdogs. Atlanta. Um, I, I've had a bit of a, a, a tricky season with Chicago. I backed them quite heavily to start with, and then I I backed off quite quickly when I realised they weren't really in a cohesive enough position to be competing. Yes. Have a bit of, they have a bit of a wobble for a while and they're starting to slowly um, show a few more signs of being able to compete. And the NOLA game a couple of weeks ago, week before last, they at times competed, but in the end, obviously um, faded away a little bit, but I think they're going to do a lot better this weekend against, against Atlanta. Um, I think they'll cover that spread of, of 14 and a half. Okay, I love that. John, you got one for us? Yeah, this uh, this one was a little – with only four games to choose from, this week was a little tougher for me. But, mm-hmm. um, Alex, I, I don't um, I don't know what the line is at now, so you'll have to you'll have to help me out here a little bit. But um, if if you can get Utah at 10 or more po- – at 10 points or better, I don't know – I don't know what that dropped at. Utah is at a plus uh, 7.5 right now. Okay. It's 10. It's not, okay. So I, I like Utah at seven and a half. I know it's a little, uh, calling it a lock is a little audacious, but um, <laughs> it's a must win game for them at home where they're playing at elevation. Where I feel like, yep. I, I think you'd agree, Phil, you, you, you watch oh, as yeah. much as anyone. That's kind of a, the, the key bank state or not, not Zions bank stadium is, yes. is a, uh, it's a fortress for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were uncharacteristically poor against DC, off coming off a huge winning streak. You know where they I was at the game here in Houston when they bounced us. They <laughs> the SaberCats were not a bad team, and the Warriors made us look like we didn't belong on the park for most of that game. Right. Yep. Um, so if you're giving, they need to at least get a losing bonus point here. So I'm I'm I really like uh, Utah to at least cover seven and a half points against San Diego. I will say this about Utah. You know, they beat the Free Jacks by one point uh, a couple weeks back at this point, obviously, uh, pretty early on in the season. But, you know, they've got the altitude advantage. they got the home field advantage. It is a ruckus crowd there for sure. So I, I really like that pick, that Utah pick, uh, the uh, plus uh, seven and a half there. They should cover the spread. I agree with that 100%. Let's talk about, do you guys actually support a specific team in MLR? Obviously, uh, John, you're wearing the 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 the, the hat for the, the, the Sabercats, so that's an easy one. But Alex, I'm kind of curious about you. You're you're pretty far away. We, we're, we've got an ocean between us, so to speak. But uh, do you have, a, you have a specific team that you like to root for? 
Yeah, I do. And actually, I've managed to pick a team that's the furthest possible distance away, and that's Seattle. Okay. Um, it, when I first kind of yeah, discovered well, the league, <laughs> <laughs> when I first discovered the league, okay. uh, I just really liked how the, the team was set up. Um, I, I just really enjoyed watching them. I love watching their game, home games, especially. It's a great, great crowd they get, and it's really, um, yeah, they, I think mean, they are loud. Like yes. all the MR stadiums, it, it's, been, it's been great to watch that. Um, so maybe I'll get there one day. I have to say, like, and that's, I, I still am a Seattle fan, but I've really, really enjoyed, what, aside from betting, although I do back them quite often, I've really enjoyed watching San Diego play this year because mm-hmm. they've been super impressive and they yeah. play a really attacking brand of rugby and mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed watching them this season. They've been extremely good. Um, so I've definitely, had a, I've definitely got a soft spot for San Diego, but yeah, Seattle are my, are my team. Very good. I'll be there uh, when the Free Jacks play them in June. So really excited to see that fan atmosphere there at Starfire Stadium. Everybody talks about how good it is. I'm really yeah. interested to see how it compares to Fort Quincy. You know, we got a really, really ruckus crowd, very uh, great fans, very engaged, very knowledgeable people there. So really excited to get there and, and uh, see because their fans are fantastic online. They're very, very friendly people there. So really happy to get uh, over there. But uh, yeah, San Diego, I'm predicting them to face off against the Free Jacks in the final there in uh, Chicago. So it's kind of like a you know offensive like minded team against the Free Jacks. You know they've done really really well recently in, in defense. So that should be a killer matchup if it does happen to take place at the end of the season. So I got a couple more questions before, uh, before we get you guys out of here. What's your impressions of the Free Jacks and do they have enough to make it all the way at the end of the season this year? Go on, go on, John Alfie. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys have a very deep squad. It feels. Like, I feel like where the Free Jacks really have an advantage over all the other teams in the league is, um, mm-hmm. if especially, like, for example, in, in the loose trio, it feels like you guys have, like, six or seven guys who could all yep. start at, multi, at any major league rugby team, right? And you, you guys exactly. have Slade McDowell back, who's yep. a super rugby experienced flanker. Um, and then, so, and you, and you guys, your pack plays with that kind of, like, South African, like, brutalize the opposition, you know, dominate yep. collisions. Physical. Um, yep. You guys play with a real edge. Like it's uh, whenever, whenever like you're on a team and if you're rooting against the free Jacks, God forbid, you know, but uh, if, if you're rooting, it sucks. Cause they're, you guys are just a nasty team that likes to dominate the, the contact areas, you know? Yes. Um, and then also you guys have pacey backs who can, you know, you know, step people in a phone, in a phone box, uh, like Balacana is, yep. is, um, Eight he's tries really, so far this season. So, yeah, he's killing it for sure. Yeah. Um, and then even like some of the – I mean, Alex would say I'm, I'm a huge uh, fan of Wayne Vanderbank and LaRue Milan. I just think yeah. they're both um, – Wayne Vanderbank runs at people like they stole something from him. You know, like he's an absolute bull. He's super slippery too, man. Like the first tackler never gets him down. It's wild to watch. He's yeah. never. He's always running past that first tackler. It doesn't matter what they're trying to do. He's going to get past him and at least uh, get some more meters after that. Yeah. No. So I, I, th- I think you guys can. Um, I think you guys can definitely. I feel like you guys could be any team in the league on your day. So I, I don't see why you guys couldn't win the championship this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think one area, and I don't even think you you disagree with me. One area where I feel like that is kind of a weakness for the Free Jacks is discipline. I feel like because you guys, that's kind of the other side of the coin, right? And they being, play on the edge. Yes, yeah, you do. guys like to play on the edge. You guys like to attack the breakdown a lot, and so sometimes I feel like you guys get on the wrong end of the whistle. 
I know your uh, I know your boy uh, Anselmi is getting some Christmas cards this year. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but yeah, like, I feel like that can sometimes hurt you guys. But you know, that's that's of all the problems to have, that's a good problem to have. It can be yeah. it can be coached away and and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I I, def, I, I definitely rate the free decks. Alex, before you comment, I just wanted to quickly mention that, you know, the discipline of the Free Jacks in the last game against New York, when it's a huge rivalry game, you know, testy game, very aggressive because both teams wants to seem like the physical team against their biggest rival. We had like yeah. four penalties the entire game. Unreal. So, I mean, in previous games that we've lost, if you look at the, the penalty count, it's really, really high. But I think that they can, in certain situations, they can understand this what's going on and they can cut it. Uh, and if they can cut the penalty count, they have a great chance of winning. And when they don't, they either barely scrape by or you know lose the game. So I think that's something that's in their mind now and it's being coached out of them to not make stupid penalties happen. But Alex, what you got? Yeah, you definitely make a good point there. I think I think it definitely helps considering that New York scrum really was not good at the weekend, and yep. that was just a, a, a bombardment. It was, I mean, it's been happening for a few weeks now. Houston did it as well to New York. Yep. They're really struggling up front, so that was that was big. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm very much in agreement with John. Obviously, from an from an Eastern Conference perspective, I think you're probably especially comparing to how competitive it is in the West, where there's kind of four teams that are really pushing. Obviously, San Diego slightly starting to stretch away, but Utah aren't a million miles away. Um, whereas in, on the other side, obviously, it's been poor season from New York. Yep. They're going backwards. Nola and, and DC have been patchy and had good spurts, but have kind of not been consistent enough, which has kind of meant that you've cruised through so far. So, um, yep. obviously, I think it's fair... I, I'm, I'm barely confident that you guys will go straight all the way through to the championship final in Chicago. And it's, it's just a question of who you'll, you'll play against. For me, right. I think that's just the only question mark. And I think it'll be one of San Diego or, or Seattle. Um, but yeah, I've been super impressed with with some of the performances you guys have had this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that, that, that narrow loss at Utah. And I think that was a really tight one that could have gone either way. Yeah. I unfortunately was was quite big on the free jacks. So I was disappointed, whereas John was quite big on Utah. So <laughs> that was that was a win for John. There. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean that that performance up in Toronto was just it was huge. It was it was yeah. I mean it was very 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 impressive. And obviously it wasn't Toronto's day. They, their heads went down very early. But to mm. put eighty points on any team in any league, it, it's it's a huge result. It shows the quality of um, of the free jacks. And obviously there's there's talent over the park and you have the ability to, to call the MVP back from Japan to slot mm-hmm. in with, with, with the rest of the season to go. And I'll be very interested to see how he kind of blends in and, and how, whether they move Potros to somewhere else, but um, equally Reese McDonald has been really good at fullback. So I, I agree. You, yep. Even move Potros back because he has played 15 MPC level, but that's right. Uh, Reese McDonald has been super impressive. And you guys mentioned, 
those two centers, but I also love Ben Massage as well. Like you got so much depth. Unreal, there. right? Yeah, there's so much depth on this squad. There's so much wealth of on this team in terms of talent. So yeah, uh, Reese McDonald has really, really impressed me. But at the same time, like he's a younger guy, yeah. you could easily put him on the bench and then start Bodine at 15, yeah. and then maybe you know if, if Patras you know is having an off day, put Bodine at 10 and then Patras at 15. So it, it's really unreal yeah. the, the talent level that we have. Alex, I'm kind of yeah. curious about this because I. Uh, I don't really watch it as much as I used to, the English Premiership uh, for rugby. Uh, how would the Free Jacks do, do you think? Uh, I mean, this I might always, be a, a... Yeah, I always wonder this. And I think yeah. I think it's a really interesting one. Obviously, it's, it's not, a, not not an answer that you're probably going to get as in to actually see it happen anytime soon. But, um, yeah, I think it, it, it's... I think from a, from a physicality perspective, that's, what, that's probably the biggest difference. From a skill level, from a handling perspective and... There's not a million miles off. I think the difference probably comes come down to kind of a set piece perspective, mm-hmm. and you have you have props that are are kind of 15, 20, 50 caps for Argentina and New Zealand and England, and the set piece is, is probably the biggest difference between mm-hmm. the two leagues. I, I still think that there are that the backline there are players that could that could fit into Premiership teams without too much of a hiccup, but I think set piece wise especially kind of type five. That, that's probably the biggest difference for me um, in terms of the two leagues. But I definitely think they, they give a, uh, give a lot of sides a, a good go. I think, I think it's a set piece that would, would, would kind of happen and fall slightly short. But from so a back probably, row perspective. Yeah, probably wouldn't get relegated, but maybe towards the bottom of the table, perhaps. You know? I think that, I mean, that relegation isn't, isn't in the premiership right now. That, that yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, I, yeah I, think, I think so. I think it would be kind of, down towards that and kind of fighting out but um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a tough league premiership i actually watch rugby i mean i i watch again as i said i'm way too much i watch a lot of super rugby which is a very different it's a whole different sport sometimes the way they, they move the ball around it's a, it's a different yeah different sport but um and maybe slightly they have a less of an emphasis maybe quite stereotypical, but generally less of an emphasis on that set piece. And it is much more about moving to width, um, which maybe suits um, some of the MLR teams like Free Jacks um, that maybe play physical, but do like to move it wide and, and score out wide. Last question before we get to the promotion of your show specifically, I wanted to ask John, because I am kind of, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a secret Houston fan to a certain extent. Do you think that they make it out of the West in a playoff position and can they make it to the final? Oh man, that's tough. I mean, I want to say yes, but the West is so stacked. I mean, it's like, it's kind of in the East, it's kind of a party of right now. It's like a party of one with you guys. And then it's flip a coin. If it's going to be NOLA, DC, New York, Atlanta, like Mm -hmm. any one of those four teams can be the second and third. So, but with us, it's like, you know, San Diego are locked in and then Seattle and, um, Utah, Utah, you guys, yep, yeah, like it's a lot of good teams. So I think if we can, get, if we can just secure our playoff spot, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm optimistic. We, I mean, we we beat San Diego here. Um, we got pumped by Seattle at the playoffs last year, which I was at that game. That was pretty brutal. So I don't know if I really rate home field advantage in MLR that much. These a lot of these teams are just so equally matched nowadays, you know, it's, um, I mean, you'd like to think it, it counts for something. Right. But um, yeah. yeah, I, 
I do think we, we have a, we have a very physical squad full of South Africans. Um, and, um, but you know, we have some, we have some really skilled backs too. And we have, uh, who I think is maybe the best American player and Christian Dyer, um, who's just an absolute, um, stud in the backfield. So I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, I think, I think we have the players to compete against anyone. It's just, we're very, we're a very like hot and cold team, you know, like some games we just, we look absolutely unbeatable. And then other games, it's like, I don't know that they just can't do anything right. You know, handling errors, discipline, every, they just get everything wrong. So um, short, like in short, I think, yeah, but uh, it's, it's very tight. So it's, it's really hard for me to confidently say, yeah, we're, we're going to ship it this year. Sure. Totally understandable. The West is absolutely stacked. Last season, it seemed like the East was the dominant conference, but it's yeah. definitely flipped on its head this year for sure. I was down there in the preseason game, uh, Houston against uh, the, the Free Jacks, and I could tell right away that Houston was going to be a force to be reckoned with in the West for sure. Um, I love the rugby-specific stadium down there. Yeah. The only one in the league still. Uh, now cool. that the yeah, now that Colorado is out of the league, you guys are the only ones that have that rugby specific stadium. And uh, really enjoyed it. Love Danny Barrett. I think he's one of the best American rugby personalities out there. So yeah, hoping for that you guys make it into the playoffs. And I think it would be cool to see you guys at the end with the Free Jacks. That'd be really really awesome. Also pulling for Seattle to a certain extent as well because their fans are awesome. But I wanted yeah. you guys to promote your show. Where can uh, people find it? That sort of thing. So we have um, well on Twitter we have where MLR underscore betting underscore pod um, where we kind of post stuff throughout the week and we'll let you know when our pods live and generally we're only at the moment on Spotify um, so you can find us on Spotify by again just searching MLR betting pod and we release one a week generally on Thursday nights um, ahead of that weekend um, yeah so we, we kind of we go through each game we like to just talk about kind of team news and any injuries and um we we talk to through a game um to try and preview and and give people a bit of insight into kind of our logic behind why we think one team might do well or equally maybe why another team might not be at at their best and so obviously there is a betting element we kind of get to with each game but we like to preview each game and talk about the key players that might influence the game um so even if, if people aren't too sure about betting we we almost make it a bit of a preview for the week weekend ahead and and then pick a, yeah. a side in terms of where we think the spread might go or, or a points line so um yeah that's probably my summary but john might even do a better job than i've done there <laughs> no no you did great yeah i mean just to piggyback a little bit off that i think like even if you're not yeah a punter or anything like we we really break down the games and i think I think what's maybe a little different about us too, and I'm not saying this is like a good or a bad thing. It's like, we kind of get into the X's and the O's a little bit too. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we both, you know, I, I mean like probably a lot of fans we, we played and, you know, we, we kind of get into some of the tactics, like, um, you know, how different teams like to play. Like some, some teams like to play up tempo with quick ball and work through the phases and stuff like that. Or other teams like to play, you know, territory and, and whatnot. So it, I think that's something which, you know, maybe maybe some people like, maybe some people don't, but I think um, that's something where I think we're a little different too. Yeah, very good. I really appreciate you guys covering the different flavors of rugby within MLR because in this country, it's like, you know, if you've got coaches that are Australian, you know, maybe they play that Australian brand or other, you know, coaches are Kiwis or South Africans. What's so cool about this country is that there's different, you know, 
brands or styles of rugby within the co- the the conferences and within the league. Whereas you know we had Mike Rogers a while back on the assistant coach of the Free Jacks, a Kiwi. He's saying that everybody in Super Rugby in South uh, in South uh, or excuse me, um, New Zealand are playing all the same styles. So it's like you know there's no difference. So he really really enjoys that you know one week you have to prepare for this type, and then the next week you have to play for uh, prepare for a different type. So that's very very yeah. cool. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and exit this video with one word in three, two, one. Huzzah. Thanks for